0: 60 seconds to comply. I think you'd better do what he says, Mr. Kenny. You have 60 seconds to
1: comply. This is minute 70, part man. Part machine. All part. (laughs) This minute begins with... And it's not fucking loading. Cool, cool, cool. This is... (laughs) 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 My computer, I don't know if you know, I'm using my mum's and it's fucking shit. Come on. This is why
0: I have paper notes They don't take as fast as... Well, don't take as slow to download. Yes, come on!
1: Oh my God! Yeah. Are you kidding? Me? Yeah, once again, I gotta, got have to
2: send you guys the picture of my notes. They're 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 nuts.
1: <laughs> it sounds like the way Alan Moore oh. writes a script for uh, for any it's, of his it's, comics. It's, Apparently, it's just, it's
2: yeah. not too dissimilar from the actual look of his comics. Actually,
0: <laughs> well, he is a wizard, so I'm sure he's like writing it backwards and spiral. Yeah.
1: okay here we fucking go now i can see it oh i'm keeping all this in now this minute begins with robocop being tossed through a wall and ends with ed 209 having a temper tantrum and we have a guest and we are joined today by josh my mate who hasn't got a podcast of his own but definitely an uber nerd very knowledgeable mostly about b-grade movies martial arts ones in particular he recently introduced me to ninja three it was pretty great but oh, hello yeah. josh
2: hello there yeah, welcome to the pod oh thank you for having me this is this is my uh first i should i should say oh wow we've got a newbie yeah yeah podcast virgin yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I-, I didn't want to go that far but <laughs> <laughs> i was desperately holding it back
0: <laughs> I-, I guess given one of the pictures of your t-shirts uh you've sent to our group chat you wanted this minute
2: oh yeah yeah i I bought this shirt even though i knew no one was going to see it (laughs) i am wearing it right now (laughs) nice
1: excellent we're proud we're very proud i'm still wearing my batman t-shirt from last night because
2: uh (laughs) yes
1: finally saw that one so yeah, this is. I am disappointed that there was no tie-in Ed Two Hundred and Nine merchandise. Uh, particularly, as we've mentioned before, the microphone would have been a great microphone oh, that stand. That would have been actually really nice.
0: Well, it's funny because this movie didn't really have merchandise. Like, uh, no, it was really like. I not at first. Well, no, it was really after like Robocop Two when they started merchandise. That's when they realised, wow, kids like this film. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be watching yeah, did, it.
2: Did they not have but an action no. figure? I feel like there was an action figure because I had one as a child. I don't
0: recall. I it, know there was a lot of bootleg stuff. It
2: was it uh, was one No, we got it at Toys R Us. It was one that that had like, I don't know if you guys remember caps, the the little oh, roll of paper that has the, yes. the, the, the yeah. So you could you could put that in in the back of RoboCop and his helmet came off and everything and you'd pull the trigger. Hmm. And and it would make a shooting noise. So you could literally... It was an action figure that you could shoot with. And that's America! Uh, Welcome to America, folks! <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's amazing!
1: So there may have been RoboCop 1. I, I, I recall.
2: I mean, it could be RoboCop 2. I, I, I don't remember. I just remember I was very young and probably too young to be watching the film.
0: No, there was this, like, really weird time in toy manufacturing during the 90s where... They were just taking horror movies, like, specifically Robocop, Aliens, and I even think Predator, and making children's toys out of them. It was buck wild.
2: We will, we will be discussing a lot of that stuff, actually. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's all in my notes. It's all in my notes, yes. Um, but, yeah, there was... Yeah, I, there they actually still do... There's a point where we will make... Toys or video games out of any movie. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played the Platoon NES game, but that's a thing. No. Yeah, that's a thing.
0: (laughs) I know there was a Platoon game for the Commodore 64, and that's the one I've played.
2: I think it's it's probably the same game.
0: (laughs) Probably. It was probably better than the uh, Commodore 64, because that was uh,
1: uh, unnavigable. It was just... I don't know what the hell they were doing. I think... But... So... Josh, what was your history with Robocop? Keeping it focused,
2: yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, sorry. My history with Robocop is actually, uh, I watched it when I was, let's see, that's 1987. Probably didn't come out uh, to home movies for another year, so I would have been like 8 or 9 probably.
0: Oh, yeah, probably the same age as me then. The prime age. Yeah, to yeah, watch. that was yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> the perfect well, age to watch for. I remember. <laughs> I think around that time, that was the the era of the latchkey kid, and I was very much a latchkey kid. Uh, both my parents worked. <laughs> I think my cousin <laughs> would babysit me, and even then, they didn't really care that much in terms of what I saw <laughs> or, or It's like the more the more restrictions you put on it, the more I'd want to watch it anyway. So it's just uh, they just didn't bother, <laughs> and I turned out okay
0: it's got a robot man on the front cover how how bad could this be look
2: i don't even want to get into the to how old i was when we were watching how old my sister was when we watched pulp fiction
0: (laughs) oh god i i i guess um pulp fiction is very adult in its own way it's not quite as hyper gore but there is some very disturbing imagery in that
2: movie yeah she was very much well at least she was in the double digits when she saw it i'm pretty sure i think (laughs) i don't remember
0: (laughs) (laughs) i actually didn't see that movie in cinemas until i was like about five or six years ago because it finally had a big cinema i was like i've got to watch this in the cinema
2: i i don't think i watched any of the robocop movies in the cinema and that's kind of a regret i have i think i would at least yeah, I would oh,
1: I'd love to do that. I've seen three in the cinema and if they rescreen it, we gotta get our OCP <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> police uniforms done for that, definitely.
0: Yeah, um there is like uh, in Perth there is like some retro cinema releases and I've been keeping an eye out to see if there's been a Robocop uh one. Well,
2: we have that we have that too. I actually just took my my children uh to watch Transformers the movie. Oh shit, what are we gonna do now? In the, the theaters. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. oh that yeah, would be great on the big screen company. that is a yeah. great freaking movie know what? and it's the first time i've seen that movie in the theater since um all that traumatizing uh crying uh and uh you know all the children running out uh why did not optimus prime turn gray guys why what's going on
0: oh i i mean I, I i still don't care how i turn gray but yeah that was legit like what the
1: fuck yeah yeah on Cybertron, pigments come from uh, yeah. energon. So if you're, <laughs> energon's more circulating. Exactly. There's, there's no colour in anything. <laughs> oh, that would
0: actually probably make a lot of sense than you just took. Uh, yeah, to yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Is it? There like an evil Nemesis frame?
2: I think it is. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, now, okay. now we've gotten back. here. We go. <laughs> I mean they Welcome
1: to Transformers
0: by a minute uh... They literally just went Let's just paint Optimus Prime Stop. white Stick shit on him Thank and new character you.
2: I had that action yeah. figure And by the way immediately You lose all the pieces <laughs> yeah. love, the, the, head, glot, the, the head was the, the only fist. thing I had left yeah. <laughs> and, and after that I was like I just want the white Optimus Prime It looks cool It does actually um... it's, it's Optimus Prime in heaven There you go <laughs> Optimus the there white
1: Optimus the grey Optimus the black oh we're
0: gonna be in so many tangents because I was gonna say when they painted Optimus gold in the cartoon to negate the oh, fear virus God. bullshit when they were re- returned, like oh okay okay <laughs> Robocop
1: Robocop <laughs> anyway so Robocop uh, <laughs> well actually Ed, I want to wear Ed 209 because I just I love the way he's, he's kind of gingerly putting his foot yeah. onto the stairs going what what is this, I don't.
0: So we got this whole fight going on with Robocop in Ed 209, and it's. it's. I like that it's kind of clunky.
1: It's clunky, it's comedic, yeah. but it's intense it's, too. Yeah. I love We've talked about this a lot that Robocop has this amazing ability to juggle multiple tones at once. Mm. Agreed, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, going back to how you're
0: thinking, with. The movie. So, what was your initial thoughts like? Uh, especially coming up to a scene like this, where it's like, as a kid, did you kind of get some of the nuance, or were you just like,
2: "Cool robot fight"? Um, probably at eight or nine. No, I did. I did. I actually had. <laughs> I I get very upset at movies as a child so seeing RoboCop uh getting the shit kicked out of him was uh yes. dev- was devastating to oh, me yeah. especially this is the, I think this is the first time we really show I mean he's had moments where he's memor- remembering his past but this is the first time we actually see him not at an advantage at all um and look also genuinely yes. scared um more more of those emotions coming out and, and and to see a stoic figure like that, like, look scared terrified me as a kid. <laughs> yes.
0: Hmm. We've got like two, three minutes worth of Robocops basically four from Ascension yeah, and,
2: and, and actually, Damn. what it did, too, is it made Ed 209 that much more badass, even though, if you really think about it, he doesn't really do yeah. too much in the scene. He kind of just, he, he shoots a couple of rockets, and then he falls down the stairs, but, man, how amazing is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Daleks have long been defeated by stairs hey, hey, as well. They yeah. have <laughs> all the crap out of that. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah uh, it's like ha ha yeah. bitch I can exactly. float
0: <laughs> well it's funny because it was actually 1987 when during the Sylvester McCoy era when they actually did the whole floating Dalek uh, that, stuff. Is,
2: that is correct I do I actually I, in my in my notes of of famous movie monsters that can't handle stairs yes that is that is there and yes I do have mm. notes for that
0: <laughs> I think it was Remembrance of the Daleks
2: be- yes yes
1: mechanically it would have been really difficult but i love those sort of treads that can climb upstairs the adaptable
2: i don't know what they are yeah it is actually not that not that uncommon to have like the villain like not being able to go upstairs or or actually because i know specifically in like a lot of hong kong movies in certain especially with like ghosts or the chinese vampire chinese vampires don't walk vampires yeah so if oh, they have if, there are there are moments Hop. where if it's a very large <laughs> step they will not be able to get up it. And and also <laughs> ghost glide.
0: Well it's a, it's a great thing for horror because it's uh it adds tension like the whole idea of yeah. will they won't they get them, you know, it's uh it's a and it works well in this as well.
1: Yeah, I think you could kind of draw a comparison between Ed 209 and a lot of traditional monsters in folklore that they have one really obvious weakness i love that <laughs> uh, within our own fears culturally we always build in uh you know so, something you can do to save yourself there's always something a ritual yeah. uh, or or strategy we always build that into all monsters i don't think there's any monster especially in folklore and mythology that don't have a specific kill switch
2: apocalypse from the x-men
1: well, this is part of uh,
0: character building. You need a weakness mm. for them to be defeated. Like it's, it's almost it's fine to have the unstoppable killing machine monster and horror, but you have to find a way to defeat mm. them. Else, you don't have an end of a movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess even when we talk about folklore then yeah it, we it, we're still telling a story with a beginning middle and end sort of thing so it's like okay well hopping vampire well uh stess you know it's just built into or regular vampires uh you know just you have to invite so them inside God. or you know over the years we just added more and more and more things to the vampire
2: the, the inviting inside is 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 an interesting one because it's, it's like, like okay then just stay in your house and don't get out Okay, cool. I'll just... I'll, I guess I'll just uber everything and just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd like, oh man.
1: Oh, I'm vampire-proof, so baby. Much I'm vampire-proof. <laughs> You're not coming in here. The one exception is actually werewolves. For the longest time... Well, werewolves were sort of a, a deviation of vampire. They weren't really strictly yeah. separate. So that means that for the longest time when we once... Well, once we separated the werewolf from the vampire the werewolf didn't really have specific weaknesses until the Lon Chaney wolfman. When they were writing that script, they're like, okay, so what do you use to defeat a vampire, uh, The werewolf? And they went, "Um, nothing? There's really nothing specific in the folklore. It it doesn't tell you how to deal with it other than if it's a skin changer, you take the fur away so they can't turn into the animal again. But this, the wolfman doesn't Mm -hmm. work like that. So then they had...
2: So wait, a a good shave will stop... (laughs) I guess so.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, sponsored by Gillette All, man, all yeah.
1: of the weaknesses that we associate with modern <laughs> werewolves are, are only about a century old. They only date back to the Wolfman.
2: Yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah, it's fun how um, those kind of things change and evolve over time. Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm. Didn't know. Yeah, that. silver no, that works happened. on most monsters. That's why The Witcher has a silver sword. Iron is well, specifically for fairies. So. That's
2: another weird I, connection. I, I only know that because of Disney's gargoyles. <laughs> I know because of <laughs> Hellboy 2.
0: Well, silver has always been thought of as like a pure metal, and that's usually where the mythology comes from. As it, It's it's
1: really not. And Judas betrayed Jesus for three pieces of silver or whatever it was. So there's yeah, a yeah. But
0: like, it's supposed to be like this pure metal thing. And that's why uh, in vampire lore, it's not that mirror's, don't work on vampires is because mirrors used to be made from silver, uh, so it doesn't reflect. Uh, same with the original film stock; it's made from silver nitrate, so you couldn't take a photo of a vampire. Digital photography, uh, well, at least now vampires can see what they look like, and most mirrors are now made
1: of aluminium, hmm. so
2: not not. Yeah, silver. you can
1: have mirrorless cameras. Vampires can finally see what they look like after thousands of years. <laughs>
2: And, and what, are, what movie are we watching is about a man who's completely wrapped in metal. So there yes, we there you go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> circle. It's all connected. <laughs> it's all connected.
1: Yeah, so I guess he is invulnerable to uh, vampires and fairies. It's good to know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Now I just want to see that movie.
1: Oh god! I love genre mashing. So yeah, taking the yeah. principles of oh, yeah. this real science fiction character, then shoving them into a fantasy world, which the original series of Star Trek tried to do, but
2: <laughs> well, shit! That's exactly what I was hoping to spare you from. <laughs> oh god! Mixed results. I remember that episode. The
1: wants land one with fuck. Yeah. <laughs> when McCoy oh, dies and is magically better. <laughs> This episode's gonna be a f- fucking train wreck. It's just yeah, three yeah. Uber nerds with way too much to connect this to.
0: Well we've got in Transformers, we've got in Star Trek. I'm not gonna mention any other drops we can throw in because I know it's just gonna set you off.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll 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 take I'll take you anywhere you can go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, my main note for this minute is that it's ironic that the robot made for police use squeals like a pig
0: uh, yeah that was actually a note I've got for the next minute
2: yes that is the last that is literally the last note that I have this, this is not the first movie that Ronnie Cox has been in where somebody squeals <laughs> like a pig <laughs> uh,
0: they, actually, they actually bring that up in the commentary notes uh, is that that is actually a pig sound uh that was sourced deliberately i don't know it was deliberately for pigs but uh for the thing but it's a squeal although to quickly go into the commentary notes, it's funny cuz uh they do mention that uh the reaction is supposedly basically a, cra- a crazy angry child who doesn't get it yeah
1: yeah it looks like it's tantrum.
2: <laughs> yeah it, so that brings me to my question that i wrote does ed 209 have feelings there was some there was some apprehension
1: well, we've, we've wow. been thinking about this lately, yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there was some apprehension on him. He almost looked scared to walk down the stairs. Uh, usually, usually that doesn't happen when you ta- when we're talking about robots. Yeah. Uh, also, robots tend not to scream and th- kick their legs around and, and throw a tantrum <laughs> when they fall, but, you know, that's neither here nor there.
0: I wonder if Dick Jones deliberately made
1: that as part of his
0: uh, his programming.
2: What if... Uh,
1: He actually has a pig brain in there, so instead of a human in Robocop, we've got uh, we've got the pig.
2: Oh, there you go.
1: I did posit it was a dog brain, but a pig brain. That's why he's making that sound. Um, The the animal noises for robots or machines, I don't know where Hmm. that starts. I mean, from the top of my head, I'd probably say Star Wars because you got Hmm. you know I think it's the AT-ATs and the chicken walkers and the even. I think uh mm. oh, the X Wings? Maybe. The, the, the uh, TIE Fighters, tie fighters right? yeah. That's an elephant sound and they also use that as airwolf, uh, that's that kind of pitched down screechy. I,
2: di- I did not- I actually did notice that from Airwolf because as a child that was a very specific noise that I thought sounded like a person throwing up very, very loudly, like like just very with a lot of force, just just <laughs> like <then> that- <laughs> <laughs> well, you've ruined Airwolf
1: for me, thank you. <laughs> it's Jan Michael Vincent throwing up after a hangover, and that's... Uh, just, you know.
2: just have a nice, nice, nice bender. <laughs> uh, I'm
0: going to give you props, because the only pers- person I can remember in Airwolf is it is night.
1: Well, I have been watching it lately, and uh, check out the Airwolf Ears podcast. Uh, with my this mates, plug. Dave and Gregory Klein, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been on the show before, uh, once I was in disguise as Archangel, so.
2: <laughs> I remember that picture, those pictures, actually. <laughs> <God. Yeah. laughs>
0: um. So, uh, another note I've got here is, uh, because, th- I think this is one of those weird things, going back to a movie like this, is that, because it, a lot of this stuff was done practical, we don't think of, like, oh yeah, those were real rockets. I mean, they obviously won't have explosions on, but yeah, they were like properly guided rockets on a guide wire. That's the only way you could achieve a shot like that is uh, with the models and that. I love so that look. It's...
2: I think a lot. Of, there's actually, yeah, it, it looks it looks so much better. Yes. <laughs> the the, th- the thing that the thing that I noticed that I have big bold letters is, um, when they set off the uh the explosion, the stunt man that was in the RoboCop suit was a good like five feet away and it wasn't <laughs> t- it wasn't a dummy it was moving uh and they did it twice and i'm like I yeah i think that they would allow them to do that anymore
0: oh yeah i i reckon these stunt guys must have been paid extra
1: danger money considering some of the shit they were getting away with in these particular minutes it takes a particular kind of mindset to be a stunt man i think <laughs>
2: yeah yeah this is this feels this feels like the throwback to like the yeah the seventies the the or the stunt men were just like like the man, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> oh, you want me to jump over that, oh, it's on fire, oh yeah, fucking whatever, yeah, yeah, sure, that's
0: fine that's a <laughs> well there's a scene earlier on in the movie with the gas station explosion, and there's a guy, there's a camera operator like literally in a um fireproof blanket, like, right next to that, uh, explosion getting footage. So, even the cameraman were not immune. Mm.
2: The, meantime, the meantime, Paul Rohoven's just on, 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 the, on, on the loudspeaker. <laughs> Get closer! Closer!
0: Mm. <sighs> to, to be fair, I think that was mostly second unit, <laughs> so... He <laughs> <laughs> was probably off being weird and Dutch somewhere else. <laughs>
2: goodness the whole practical uh elements of this film is just like i think it helps the scenes so much Is just you know phil Tippett's animation there is just the the fact that they use traditional stop motion really helps and i think that's on Mm. purpose that that it really helps with the 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 jerkiness makes it far more robotic um like because they could have Oh, actually, no, they couldn't because they couldn't afford it. They could have used the 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 go motion, which is what Phil Tippett was supposed to do for Jurassic. Oh, I wonder
1: if it was go motion because mm. it's got a bit of a blur to it.
2: I think I think they either added Vaseline to the lens or they bump. There's a couple different ways you could bump the table or or move the puppet slightly, but uh, I, it looked a little bit like schmeary mm. <laughs> to me. I I don't know for sure though.
0: Uh, they haven't mentioned it in the. Uh commentary notes, but good segue because they did actually say, they did actually specifically mention Phil Tippett in regards to uh, the stairwell scene was originally just scripted as, Ed walks in, doesn't know what to do, falls down. That was like the notes. Uh, but it was actually Phil Tippett and his crew that actually added all that dimensionality to Ed 209's character like the apprehension, the uncertainty and it's telegraphed in. Inse- exceptionally well in just those few moments and it's good some good breathing movement
1: that's what i love about uh, filmmaking as a process where you're writing a script and you just go oh well and then a fight scene happens but then (laughs) someone who you know a choreographer who who lives and breathes this sort of thing physicality they they think about storytelling in a visual physical sense they can come in there and really enhance the story in a way that you as a scriptwriter, never could because you just don't have the language for that well typically
0: in script writing you're not really supposed to describe action in in
1: most circumstances it's mostly about dialogue and setting oh yeah but i'm pretty sure yeah the screenwriter or the director on their own you know they're very talented hopefully Hmm. but um you know at their best (laughs) a director or a screenwriter generally doesn't have a brain for animation or a brain for action uh choreography or whatever it is Hmm. you know they know roughly what they want but the people who actually work specifically in that department they'll be able to take it to places they never would have thought of
2: that that drives me nuts when when I see it's like oh this looks like this is done by somebody who is not experienced by it yeah. at all <laughs> yeah
0: when I was studying uh, directing and screen production a few years ago uh, part of me wanted to learn everything I could about every department just because I wanted to know what I could so but I know enough about myself to go no let somebody else do that at least I know enough now to. Where I can get it to function.
1: Yeah, know enough to know that you're not an expert. I think that's exactly, a good place to be. You yeah. can communicate with yes. departments, but you can't, you know, work them like a puppet. You just have to let them do their thing. Exactly. That's exactly right.
0: And I think uh, that's where you get some great directors who are just like, yeah, I, I've got a vision. I'll just let other people do it. And but yeah, you know, I don't think you really get too many micromanagers in big projects. I think a lot of. Uh, directors know enough that they can't do everything
1: yeah i don't think the current market has room for stanley kubrick's anymore i don't (laughs) think we'll get another person like that we know stanley was doing 75 takes
2: (laughs) the budget has expanded like like tenfold okay cool cool guys yes it's great
0: yeah but kubrick would like reshoot the simple scenes simple shots a buttload of times. Cause oh, was... yeah, and
2: it's freezing,
1: or it's really, really hot, and it's just, yeah, no, <sighs> keep going. We haven't got the perfect take.
0: Oh No, it's not a perfect take if it's a female actor, if it's a male oh, actor, yeah, it's God, it's a perfect yeah. take. Oh, Funny, God, that.
2: Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's so hard to watch. The... That's uh, A whole other tangent. <laughs> 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 That's, that, uh, we'll be talking about this Listen for to hours. The Shining <laughs> Minute, yeah.
0: If there isn't a movie built by Minutes, one, of a thing, yo, go ahead and take <laughs> it. <laughs>
2: You know what I've actually noticed too? Like, Ed209 usually gets the, you know, usually gets the whole, oh, he can't walk downstairs. Did anyone notice that um, RoboCap can't walk down the stairs either? Yeah, <laughs> <There's no>. a... <laughs> but also, look at the size of Ed's feet. How would you
1: do that? You know, just have yeah. one big old jump down? I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's just, it's just, it. <sighs> yeah, it's like, there's a moment at the very, very last, I think, the, the, the fifty-fifty the 53 second mark he is like there's only like maybe 3 steps left um and mm. th- i i listened to the <laughs> uh director's cut commentary because i'm insane like that um peter weller <laughs> This, apparently, this is the only time he's broken character in the movie because he cannot get down the stairs in the same robotic fashion. So if you rewatch that scene, you will see him kind of almost skip down the stairs. And it's really bizarre to see RoboCop <laughs> do anything that's not RoboCop-like.
1: Yeah, uh, in the fight scene earlier in, in The Office, uh, he's trying to get back up and he's using a chair to oh. pull himself back up. And you just go, wow, that's bad, yeah. yeah.
2: RoboCop. <laughs>
0: Oh they've had to shoot around that suit so many times
2: i I, I could imagine like but i I think it's what's brilliant about it is like they used those the you know the fact that he couldn't move properly and he could only really move one way and they really kind of leaned into that and it just adds so much more to the yeah. character, which we will be talking about when discussing the other movie <laughs> yeah,
1: <sighs> I, I think. The limitations of that costume are actually a wonderful thing, because I think it should feel uncomfortable and awkward. This is the first cyborg of his kind. And, Mm. yeah, he does not seem happy. He doesn't look comfortable. It's a little bit grotesque.
0: I think that's something we have to remember, is that Robocop is a prototype. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, production
0: Robocop is probably... If anything, it's probably going to be cheaper as well.
2: Yeah, also, too, it's like... Less armored. And once again, to defend Ed 209 about the stairs, I've thought about this long and hard. (laughs) Um, Since I was eight years old. Ed 209 falling down the stairs, they just... uh, you could easily just kind of create the can in your head. Well, he's defective. That's why he's not roaming the yeah. streets. You know, it's, it's of course he's like this is a big problem because these are this is something that was made by suits and they don't really think about things like that. That he would have to negotiate stairs.
0: Yeah, that feels like actually perfect executive decision making.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, we were speculating uh, a minute or two ago. Was Ed Two Hundred Nine actually fixed? After the uh, boardroom incident, because Dick Jones never said like new and improved or you know the glitches have been fixed or anything like that, it was just a minor setback. But I don't. Dick Jones feels like the kind of guy who just won't
2: fix yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that yeah. that is fixed at all. <laughs> In fact, no. Uh, no. We'll, we'll talk about this when you ever get if you ever get to the sequel. But they actually did point out that the Ed 209s were still malfunctioning. There's an there's an actual yes. scene of it. He
1: just turned it off and on again. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> have you unplugged it? Are you sure it's plugged
0: in? <laughs> see, that's the reason why I tripped down the stairs. He he ran out of cord. Ah.
2: <laughs> uh... <laughs> you have to get the, the you have to get the. New, oh, I'd new...
0: love to see a note 9 on a gigantic <laughs> power cord because they couldn't figure out how you to, to, to do an total power, power supply. Then... I've seen <laughs> Iron
1: Man suits like that in real life.
0: <laughs> oh. oh. One quick note is uh, Dick actually, uh, on the phone, calls for Lieutenant Hedgecock, who is the same character from the mayor. Uh, oh, hostage taker. Scene where like, yeah. the guy's taking the mayor hostage? The hostage, yeah. Yes. We've got to assume that, you know, unless he's parked right outside. I mean, it could be. This is Dick Jones preparing. Um. That SWAT team gets there pretty quickly, but I'm also imagining like it takes a while for Robocop to get down downstairs. Like, yeah,
2: he, yeah. he he it would t- that whole fight scene was actually thirty minutes. You know, we we just we, just, we just, it was a time cut, guys. Time
0: <laughs> cut. No. Uh, no, it's uh halfway through that scene. You no, know, they meet the Ghostbusters going up to the forty second floor. <laughs>
2: It's yeah, what what if that was just the last set of stairs that we saw and he's and Ed 209 has been falling down like thirty flights of stairs? This is this is he and Robocop has slowly been kind of just meandering down the stairs uh, for like oh. it's, just, it's like Hedge, Hedgecock here, where are they? They're on their way.
0: Ed 209 somehow managed to write himself up. Finally, like t- tips himself over, gets the next stairs falls down that one.
2: <laughs> by the by, the end Ed 209 is just sighing angrily at himself. He's it's, it's, it's the it's the Simpsons uh, rake scene now. It's just, it's just too... you know what? If I was directing
1: this scene, you know, like in an <laughs> Owl Robo Cop remake kind of thing. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking
2: of. Needed that needed. I would I would <laughs> just do.
1: Just a really long, drawn-out scene of two robots continually tumbling downstairs. (laughs) They cannot stop tumbling. Or, like, Ed to a 90s, like,
0: clutching the rail, like, taking one dainty step down, shuffling over, taking another daintily step down, (laughs) shuffling over. (laughs)
1: I think that'd be a fun little stop motion project. <laughs> All you need is a sta- some oh, stairs. Yes, as it's amazing. a really small set, you just repeat it over and over again. You got a little Robocop action figure and an Ed Two and I. Just yeah, fling him down the
2: stairs, film it, that's, easy. That's actually not too, That's not too That's actually what they did. So <laughs>
1: they, they did. They, was just they just did, did like, that for ten that minutes shit. right. Yeah, they did stop
2: motion for the foot part, and then when he fell, they just threw a little model down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> be amazing. Okay, <laughs> Now I just want to see the behind oh, the scenes God. of that, actually. I'll just rewatch it over and yeah. over again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, of this bit, I haven't done much behind the scenes looking in a while, so I, I've not seen any stuff about the special effects as much. It's, most of the behind the scenes has always been focused on the character and the drama, like, you know, Oh my god! There's a
1: reaction figure of Ed 209 and Mr. Kinney oh. all, all <laughs> shut oh, up. And shit. Now, if you got seventy dollars, which is the Australian currency, uh, no. you can get that one from pop culture. Apparently, oh wow, look at that!
0: <laughs> I must admit, I wouldn't mind getting some of those reaction figures, but
1: uh... <laughs> I've got the um, uh, Metropolis, uh, the Maria
2: robot. Oh figure. wow, it's cool. pretty great. I. Oh no! I, I'm actually i myself. I'm just saving up for the for the Hot Toys version in <laughs> myself. The, oh. the very very expensive Hot Toys version. If I'm gonna get anything, I'm gonna get that. A
0: Hot Toys Ed Two O Nine, to scale with a right. Hot Toys <laughs>
2: Robocop would be. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. God! So this is just the this is the moment in the podcast where we just start like thinking about Robocop stuff that we want and just like oh, <laughs> salivating <laughs> of a toys. Yeah.
0: Oh, I was going to say. I think this is the point of the podcast where I'm desperately trying to say anything else apart from going into the next section.
2: No, yes, right. Uh, well, I actually do have a little. <gasps> oh, yeah. I actually do have a little tiny bit more on Hedgecock, um, but like no, uh, it like yeah, I actually did put a giant thing. Is Hedgecock on the take? He very specifically calls for Hedgecock. Yes. But um, like mm. the, I I don't I don't know I don't because there. We'll talk. I guess we could talk about it later, but um, yeah, it's it's it it, it does feel a little bit. Oh, they're they're very very fast, um, and they don't they don't Mm. really question too much. But then I guess that could be a statement. But uh, that's neither here nor there.
0: (laughs) Well, we already know that the cops have essentially been bought out by OCP, and for lack of a better term, the real cops. Uh, not happy about this, like the cop oh, okay, we'll get into definitely yes, into that yeah. in the next minute because that's very more pertinent to that so it's something mm-hmm. to definitely think about you know, in 20 minutes when we finally talk about it on the next minute <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately we have to bear witness
1: to uh, gaslighting uh... RoboCop Alex, how do you feel? I feel fine, Dr. Norton so this is minute seventy-five. This minute begins with RoboCop 75? writing, I think it is seventy-five. No, it's seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. <laughs> 77. Seven. Oh, okay. I didn't take notes of that. Uh, so you go oh, ahead then okay. right.
0: This is the this is the minutes where RoboCop magically undoes his fucking programming for reasons
2: somehow. Oh, okay. Okay. Fuck. Nah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. Um.
0: T- t- I'll, I'll quote. I'll quote it. He's undoing what we did to him. Unquote.
2: Yeah, okay, all right. Ah! Okay, here we go. Here Fuck. We go. Just All right, here because. we go. Let me let me just go ahead and do wusa wusa. Okay. So, my first note is problem <laughs> 1 occurs at 0 seconds. Um <laughs> this... Oh, God, this is a... this happens this is okay. This is the big emotional moment of the original film. Let's—I try not to compare remakes to the original mm-hmm. film too much, but this is the big moment where RoboCop really gets his his emotions back, and it's a real emotional like like peak of the, of this whole of the whole movie. This occurs seventy seven minutes into the film. Yes. And they also already gave him emotions. Why would you give him emotions to start with only to take it away only to give it back to him? I know. It's, it's, it, it, it 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 doesn't like lo- even on a just basic writing sense of a character arc, why would you do that?
0: Ah, uh, uh, that's <laughs> why I've been wrestling with this fucking remake. Why did they think this was a smart idea?
2: Like it just almost feels like they Padded it out because movies nowadays are two hours long, and yes, it's like
1: this is thirty minutes longer than the original and tells less of a story. Watching Murphy get blown up is the only thing that's been getting me through this experience. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, yeah. Um, actually, this whole scene is like I, I I was literally sitting here like going like, okay. He okay. So the the real reason. Okay, we're seeing the analysis mode. Cool, great analysis mode. We're gonna check out. all I the... hate
1: that part of the analysis mode. Analysis mode uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that it says hysteria. Like, really, we're using that word in the twenty oh. first century hysteria. Cool.
2: Well, also, too, um, why why are there? He's looking. Oh, look! There's there's evidence. Why is there evidence left behind a crime scene that happened like months and months after the yeah. crime scene? Why is that stuff still there? Oh. and also it doesn't add up to anything in the re- for the rest of the film he just there's evidence of an explosion that's his death so he's just remembering it that's that's what we're doing we're we remem- yes okay. I
0: mean, oh. yeah,
1: okay okay he was inside the goddamn car how could he remember the al- mm. <laughs> it it's just a really clunky way of doing remember- it. You know, the scene where the real RoboCop goes back to his house and he's walking <laughs> through and he's he's not remembering the accident specifically. He's just no. reminiscing about his whole life and yeah. that's far more effective in giving us new information. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's making us connect with Murphy, giving the char- giving the audience something to grasp onto when we finally get to this fall that we get to at the moment. It's it's all good building, not whatever the fuck is going on with this remake.
2: Yeah, I think really what I what at least for this minute, what I, my main takeaway was it Okay, we got the analysis mode. So there's a lot. Of, okay, so this is we're playing. We've played a lot of Arkham City. Um, or whichever. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> That's what this I had to last like, minute. This is this is this is Metroid Prime. We're okay. We're just analyzing stuff now. Um, this is for the video game that never came out. I mean, actually, no, there was one video game, but it was a mobile game. It doesn't count. To become <laughs> human. <laughs>
1: Is this to try to become human? This is oh, yeah. you know what, if uh, fucking uh, David Cage directed this, it <laughs> oh it God. might have made actually more sense? Maybe. I don't
0: I don't I don't know. At least it would explain where a robo flag has emotions. Yeah, and mm. Also,
2: he uses four cameras to recreate a 360 <laughs> realistic recreation that he doesn't <laughs> remember apparently. But um but okay, but then <laughs> Like, okay, you know how much processing power it takes just to render something like that? Is he just standing there, like, still, <laughs> as as it's as buffering in his head? Or is he just, or... Like, just, like, really loading, loading. He's got loading. a fan in Oh, I'm there. sorry, this is the...
0: His visor's got a circle that's spinning.
2: Sorry, that's right, this Robocop doesn't sound like a robot. Loading. Loading. Uh, like, it's, 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 I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> get past the accent. I just can't. Like I like it. I like Joel Kinnaman as an actor. No, that's right. I can't get past the accent.
1: Generic white man accent. Yeah. Robo oh, bread. God. Oh, Jesus!
2: Mm-hmm. But it's just, just, this
1: is just... It, it, yeah. When you hear it, you should you should actually see the white bread. Just that that shitty mass produced stuff, not like nice bakery stuff. No.
0: But it is it is good at the end of the scene that the toast does <laughs> pop out of his skull.
2: Yes. Like, also, too, I, even the Fuck even the movie. sound effects. I mean, okay. We do the RoboCop, the, the infamous ro- Yeah. But when you don't act like the suit is heavy, it's really distracting. Yeah. Because <laughs> all I hear is the servos yeah. and the actuators moving. Like just He turns his neck and it makes the loudest noise I've ever heard. and And I'm like... <laughs> at least act like the head is heavy and then we wouldn't, and then then I would be like oh wow, you, it requires movement I don't know why I'm
1: thinking the you know the scene of Robocop in a library or somewhere really quiet and he's like trying <laughs> to feel stealthy <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I can't well, it stop it Robocop doesn't speak, doesn't
2: really tend to whisper unless, it's, unless there's a dramatic reason for it, because it's always just very excuse me sorry, pardon me <laughs> like it's just very like that. That's that's my really terrible role. I can't, I can't do RoboCop's voice. I can sort of. I can. I can. No, you're doing I, a terrible job, which means you're doing I, the right thing. I, I, can, I don't know what exactly. I <laughs> can do some. I can do the, the the. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night. You know that, that kind of little simple yeah. stuff. But I can do a hell of a RoboCop three. <laughs> oh God. Oh, we'll get to that one day. We'll. Get my friends call me. My friends call me Murphy. you call me robocop um
1: i've been thinking more about the design aesthetics of both robocops and there's a lot of automotive influence there you know makes sense Mm. because obviously what other machinery are we surrounded by on our daily basis but i think the modern robocop is a reflection of the modern automotive industry where it's just oh really shapeless and and smooth and i call modern cars suppositories and i think <laughs> the new robocop looks like a hyundai it's just, it gives just, me massive yeah, hyundai vibes
2: i i actually y- you could argue you could argue that the first movie was that too, because when you think about it, it takes place in Detroit in the United States. Detroit was the mm. car, you know, kind of the, the, where they used to make all the cars. Um, and I, I think the feeling, the yeah. feeling at the, time- car,
1: the original gives me big Chevy vibes. Maybe, maybe old Cadillac. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The feeling at the time is, Oh, the, the Japanese are going to come in with their Hondas and <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm Japanese. And that so was the uh,
0: <laughs> time of was it Michael Keaton's Gung? Exactly,
2: yeah, with Getty Watanabe. Yeah, it's me-
0: that a that's great film. It's probably aged terribly, but that was a great film.
2: Uh, I rewatched it. It uh, it's not that bad, actually. Yeah, they they do say a lot of racist things towards towards the Japanese, but that's kind of on purpose. Yeah, because they are supposed to be from that that yeah. level of oh, we hate these people, but then towards the end they come together and work as a team. Um, hence the name, the term "gung ho," which yeah. is what, which is basically what that means. I love that part of the movie.
0: <laughs> no, I just had a cursed thought: is that if we did do a RoboCop remake now, it'd be based on a fucking Elon Musk dancing oh. robot, oh. and oh, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh. people think that was real. <laughs> God damn it! Ah. <laughs> oh. Like so, yes, yeah, a guy in a spandex suit with a robot head, like trying to be a ch- cheap, shitty knockoff Daft Punk. Hmm. Yeah, that's
1: real. Oh my god, people believe anything.
0: Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, fuck. I think we have to give or issue a formal apology to you, Josh, for having to endure that in this fucking film.
2: <laughs> oh no, it's okay. Um. You know, I I I am a masochist at heart. I, I I watch I watch the worst movies. Um, see, here's the thing. <laughs> this movie is to me is not necessarily bad per se. On it, no, it's no. bad. No, no, let me take that back. It is bad, <laughs> but it's a bad movie. But it's not entertainingly
0: bad. It's more mediocre.
2: Yes, it's boring. Like, okay, I, the perfect example for me is the street fighter movies street fighter <laughs> with jean-claude van damme is a terrible movie but it's so yeah. terrible that i can find entertainment in it legend of chun lee is just a boring movie yeah i can't i like there's nothing to gravitate other than uh m, m- bison having a ch- irish accent but other than that nothing <laughs> but this robot this robot is the same thing it's like Okay, I'm just watching several amalgamations. This is Iron Man. That's okay. That's Avengers. No okay, well, yeah. we're just we're just seeing similar scenes and but done poorly.
1: I'd love to know how movies like this are made. <laughs> yeah, how did this get made? Is <laughs> what are the producers thinking? What are they wanting as the finished product? Because surely, yeah, I know. Profit is the bottom line there, but surely you aren't going into it going, let's make something incredibly boring that people hate. You know what? What were they Mm. trying to get at? What was the thinking? What was the thought pattern? You know,
2: well, one, they're probably definitely because of because of cost and the rising the rising budgets. They're always going to play it safe. That's why this is a remake because theoretically you have a built-in audience who's who's going to want to watch it, and but they don't want to take any risks. Uh they see what works. Oh that works in this movie. Let's put it here. Ooh, but we shouldn't go too far. We don't want to make the audience think too much because we don't want them to get bored. It's a lot of micro you know, kinda of little kind of you know, uh micro directions of of just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this, but not this. Hence also too the ballooning i always blame the budgets on movies of why we lack creativity in films because yeah, if, if there no one's going to stick their neck going to going to waste like millions of dollars for you know a bad movie and like i don't think anyone sets out to make a bad movie it's just mm. one of those situations where we keep changing making more and more changes to the original product until the point it to where you don't under, don't even recognize what movie you just made
0: this is why a lot of the indie scene tends to be have a lot more degree of uh, creativity or freedom, and to a certain degree, even they can do things like make uh, political statements. They can actually go a bit subversive and all that because you're never going to get that. You might get hints of that in the big franchises, but you're never. And for a movie that is so built on satire, critique, and particularly on corporatism. You're not going to get that in a remake made by a multi-billion dollar corporation. They just want butts on seats for the dumb robot film. And that's not what Robocop is. And that's why I think it's very frustrating.
2: Well, I think too it has to do with the perception of what RoboCop was. Mm. I, people still think of the original RoboCop as a dumb action movie, and when you tell them, no, yeah. it's not. There's actually quite a bit of satire. It's just it's just like, oh, that that scene is like, I, and what's I don't know if it's great <laughs> or horrifying is how much we watch the the satire now. I'm like, oh, but that's that happened and that's still happening and oh oh crap we are, yeah, we it's are still relevant living, sadly. We're living, we're living in the Robocop time period. oh my god
0: <laughs> I I think people see I'll I I'll buy that for a dollar and go oh that's the movie. It's like no, that's part of the critique, man like, uh... shit. Uh, our media landscape is very much like that. Maybe not quite as so adverted, overtly sexist, because well, that was the eighties. But like, no,
1: our media is still as trashy as uh, that show. Yeah, I think a modern RoboCop would have been you know properly done. Could have been something amazing. Um, hmm. Also, I have been thinking about Max Headroom a lot lately, and thinking, <laughs> oh man, imagine this. So Max Headroom... That keeps popping up. Uh, uh, oh, so people are thinking of, of redoing it? No, no, just like I'm
0: hearing that a lot in like, critiques. like Even the latest Maggie Mae Fish uh, mentions uh, Max
1: Headroom. Oh, yeah, uh, no, uh... He's in the zeitgeist right now. Maybe it's his time to go oh, yeah. back. But yeah, I'm thinking, imagine if Max Headroom was just... He lived on you know, Instagram stories or YouTube shorts. And there's oh, no TV be show or anything. But he just pervades social media. Max Headroom is just everywhere critiquing social media and being a part of it, and I think that'd be brilliant. And by extension, so yeah, Robocop, yes, it must be a film. It is trapped in this medium where Max can be whatever he needs to be at the time. But Mm. I still think there's a lot of great satire to be told through the cinematic medium about the current world. I, I don't see why there was this complete lack of that you know even if it's making really cheap obvious shots they don't really criticize the system the same way that disney movies are kind of anti-capitalist but lol jokes not really
2: yeah i'm amazed
1: they didn't even go there
2: i i'm trying to put my myself in the mindset of what that robocop came out in 2014 uh this That, I, I think the, the big issue was, I think, because this is in the height of drone warfare, right? That's why we're talking about the yep. machines and everything. And the, the, but we need people to run those machines because if we just let the machines take it, But the thing is, we kind of stopped caring about drones entirely. Not only do we stop caring about them, but now it's like, yeah. wow, we can have drones do all sorts of stuff. Did you see that Lady Gaga thing at the Super Bowl <laughs> where they had all the drones flying in the air? It's like, did we stop? Caring about all that? No. Stuff now? Oh, oh, we, oh, they're giving <laughs> it away as, as for video games now. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, in Perth recently they had this uh, little exhibition performance thing on the uh, on the foreshore where they had all these drones with these coordinated light up symbols in the sky, and it was just, drones became such a average part of our everyday lives, whereas back in the... Sort of around, yeah, 2014, 2015... I mean, I talked about this before. Muse had an album all about drones. Uh, <laughs> Robocop was all about drones. Like, oh, buddy, you're back to the wrong horse. No one gives a shit. Do
0: you know what the perfect movie that discussed drone warfare was? Mm. Toys by yes. Robin Williams. Oh, my God. Oh my god. literally is about drone warfare. It literally <laughs> is about
2: that. Although, you know what's funny? Your description of Max Headroom, <laughs> it, it sounds fascinating, because it's also dangerous because it's not too far off from the sequel to, of uh, Lawnmower Man starring Matt, Matt Frewer. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: No, um, Max Headroom was a, was oh, a yeah, capitalistic absolutely. critique. It was all, it was all subversive and stuff like that. And of
1: course... Fighting the hand that feeds. Yeah, but
0: of course, like any kind of subversive punk type of thing, especially during the 80s, it got basically turned into a marketing ploy as well. So was Max-
2: You mean when he started selling Dr. Pepper? Or was it Coke? Yeah, it's was it promoting Coke? Coke. Coke. It's like, do you know. Just watch oh, Back God. to the Future Part 2. You'll see yeah. what became. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty much.
0: Oh, I-, I wish there was a Cafe 80s.
2: I, I am mm-hmm. shocked that there isn't.
0: <laughs> oh, I remember when they released finally released those weird Back to the Future 2 Pepsi bottles
1: and they went like crazy oh, fast. Yeah,
2: that's right.
1: Okay, no, there is a Cafe 80s, I just looked it up. Someone oh, has thank God. Yes. Even in the afternoon and
2: a noon? <laughs> you must try the special <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh god. You have to use your hands?
2: <laughs> yes, Frodo, we have to use our hands, just like you should have thrown the camera in. <laughs> oh,
0: no, this isn't <laughs> Back to the Future Minute.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although, I think we could all guess on that. Yes. Um, I think it's probably about time to uh, mosey on into the next minute. Sure. So, uh, just, do you have anything to plug, or...? Do you want anyone to know your existence outside of this tiny little sphere?
2: Oh, um honestly, I don't t- see I'm I'm went into early retirement, so I don't have anything to plug. Although I do have to send a lovingly shout out to my uh to my best friend uh Paloma who informed me that when she was a child, she dressed up as RoboCop nice. every year. And as she got bigger, her mother would just add more tin foil yes! to the costume. <laughs> yes. And I thought that was the cutest, most amazing story I've ever heard. Oh, so picks. Sup, picks.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> uh
1: but so thank you for joining us and where can the lovely viewers find you, Courtney? You can find me at Traviandesigns.com and patreon.com slash uh, Courtney Colson on YouTube uh not a lot happening lately because you know uh my life's just been ruined lol uh yeah uh fml uh all that shit rsvp rsvp (laughs) yeah uh so i i think i did mention on the previous episode yeah my my house was burgled i still haven't got my stuff back everyone's fucking dragging their heels the police the insurance company but hopefully my car will be back soon um (laughs) Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, still, still, uh, getting some podcasts out there, so Okay, uh, on that uh, cheery note,
0: yeah, uh, you, can, you can find me at Helios <laughs> photos and fandom crossing on Facebook. We have Simplecast, Spotify, Google, Apple's, YouTube, just wherever you podcast podcasts. Podcasted
1: from there. How I many guess. podcasts uh, could a podcast cast if a podcast could cast pod? <laughs> My, it, uh, it, uh, I'm just having the
0: Robo flag face now, trying to compute that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have a son. What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh fuck! It. Yeah, like, share, subscribe, all that shit. Get on with it. <laughs> uh, and uh, Josh, do you want to do the honours? Do you know? I don't. Have you listened all the way to the end of our episodes? I, I presume no one does, but. <laughs>
2: I I I have I'm usually passed out because okay. <laughs> I, I I I listen I can't listen to anything longer than than sixty minutes because I don't sleep anymore. So there's that.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, so we say robocock at the end because I don't remember oh. anymore. Actually,
0: you were juvenile, and uh, I kind of encouraged it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, should I? Oh, maybe I should do something special with it. Hmm, you should. should do? You can add a variant. It's fine. Hmm. Oh, how about uh? I'll do my um. Oh, I know. How about this? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, I gotta hand it to you. What they say your name was Murphy, was it? My friends call me Murphy. You call me RoboCop. <laughs> 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 Didn't know I had a rip torn, too.
0: Oh, fuck.
2: I'm saving that for the next uh, year. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm doing> <laughs>